Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. Well, they tell you in all of your speech communication classes when you're in college to never apologize for unpreparedness, for a cough, for whatever it might be that's going to impede your message at the beginning, but this is a little ridiculous today, of course. And so I hope that the power, the very power of the words that I'm going to be reading to you today will somehow make up for or supersede all of the inadequacies of my voice. I'm on the end of the second round of antibiotics and I I am not well, but I am hopefully on that path. I know that that's a small problem compared to many of those that you're encountering today. But what I want to do for the next few minutes as we think about the Father of Mercies is a little bit different. While I was over in Israel, I thought about, especially the part where I wasn't actually in Israel, but I was in Rome where Paul was imprisoned. I thought about the words that he wrote from that dark prison cell or from that home where he was able actually to move back and forth. I thought of the words from Ephesians, from Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. And then the second time he was imprisoned, apparently, was the book of 2 Timothy where he was just about to die. And even as he was in prison, he focused on the blessings that were his at the mercy of the Father of mercies. My husband prays a lot of times, and it's strengthening for me as we're praying together. He will pray, Lord, help us in the dark times, not to forget that even then you bless us immeasurably in ways that we can't even comprehend. Don't let us forget that. So today, just drink in with me. Close your eyes if you want to. I'm not going to refer to where the passages are. They're easily found. I did this while I was over in Rome and in that area and just picked out the words of comfort that Paul could express through the revelation of the Holy Spirit to us from a place of imprisonment. Listen to me. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blemish before Him in love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of His grace. But God, here we are, the Father of mercies, who is rich in mercy for the great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has made us alive together with Christ. By grace, 
you have been saved. And he has raised us up together and made us, you and me, sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For through him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ could dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do, listen, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to his power that works in us, to him be glory in the church. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places or high places. Wherefore, take the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's what we're taking up today, even while we're listening, praying always with all prayer and supplication or pleading in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me. Paul, that utterance might be given to me, he's in prison, remember, that I might open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that therein I might speak boldly just as I ought to speak. Being confident of this very thing, that he who started a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ.
even as it is appropriate for me to think this of you all because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. But I wish you could understand, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have fallen out, rather, to the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest or known even in all the palace, throughout the whole praetorian guard, and in all other places. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether that's by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet which one I shall choose, I don't know. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, though, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And so, having this confidence, I know that I will abide and continue with you for your furtherance and joy in the faith. In nothing be terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you it's a token of your salvation, and that from God. For to you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me, if there's therefore any consolation in Christ, if there's any comfort, here's our word, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any tender mercies and compassions, fulfill my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, who being ex in the form of God or existing in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he counted not the being on an equality with God, a thing that he had to grab, but he made himself of no reputation. He emptied himself and took on himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. This is God becoming obedient to death, even the death of the cross. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not irksome or grievous, but for you it's safe. Yea, 
doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things, and I count them but dung, that I might win Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God will reveal this to you. For our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will change our vile body, that it might be fashioned or conformed to his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for my joy and my crown, stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Be careful for nothing or in nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do those things. And the God of peace will be with you. Not that I'm speaking in respect of want, for I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and hungry, to abound and to be in want. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not stop praying for you and desiring that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power to all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. 
And you who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away with the, from the hope of the gospel which you've heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I am made a minister, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father, even Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. If then you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. Set your mind on those things above, not on things on the earth. For you have died and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, will appear, then you also will appear with him in glory. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Remember, he's in prison. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that of the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. Now we're going to turn to Philemon. Those were the three epistles that were written to churches by Paul when he was in the Roman prison. But now we're going to look at the one that was a personal letter, just some verses from it, the verses of comfort from it. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon. Sometimes I have to say the books so that I can get there. Philemon. I just want to point out the, the very first verse. Paul, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Timothy is with me. To Philemon, dearly beloved fellow laborer. And now finally, his final imprisonment, where as far as we know, he gave his life. We'll look at the book of, a few verses from the book of 2 Timothy. You can hear my pages flipping, I know. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't therefore be ashamed of the testimony of my Lord, nor of me as his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. For the which cause I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I've believed, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. The Lord give mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me, and he was not ashamed that I had this chain. 
But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently, and he found me. I almost feel like, this is parenthetical, but I almost feel like I sought out Paul when I was in Rome, and I found him in these verses. Thou, therefore, endure hardness. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man who wars tangles himself up with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has enrolled him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strives lawfully according to the rules. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. It is a faithful saying, if we're dead with him, we also live with him. If we suffer, we reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we are faithless, yet he abides faithful because he can't deny himself. All who live godly lives in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But continue you in the things which you've learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them. All the scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is also profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, the woman of God might be perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished to every good work. I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at that day. And not just to me, but to all those also who love his appearing. Oh, I love his appearing. Paul says that my first answer, no man stood with me or took my part, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it won't be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching of the message might be fully proclaimed and that all the Gentiles might hear it and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work that's comforting to this woman. The Lord will deliver me from every evil work. And he will preserve me to his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.